0: Now, here's AKA Radio Red.
1: Radio ran in the house. So happy to be here. A lot of confusion going on. Facebook thinks it's the 28th of March, but we're pretty sure it's the 21st. I polled my guests, and they're all very very smart ladies, and they agree with me. We're in the right place. Two Zoom links. Confusion abounds. But here we are. And I even started off the show for my Facebook friends with a couple of, of uh, yeah, my red drumsticks, which I don't use much anymore. Anyway, here we are. It is March 21st. Happy to be here. This is my show about creativity. I have three very interesting creative people with me on the show tonight but first ladies we have to do a quick we can't start the show without and i have to I have a tickle here I'm, somebody must be thinking about me yes tickle here one two three we're gonna say hello l l l on the count of three. One, two, three. hello Heidi you did that nobody ever did that before LLL, Hyde is making the L. Wow, everybody on Facebook can see it. LLL is lovely, lanky, Laura Legg. She calls herself Legs L-E-G-Z. She and I met in a dance class many years ago on Long Island, and she is my most loyal listener, hence LLL. However, we're still taking up a fictitious GoFundMe campaign to raise money to move her from Whitestone, New York to London, because Whitestone doesn't start with an L. So if you, if you want to contribute, I'll send you a fictitious link and you can send me a note and you can tell Laura that you, yes. And Laura listens every Monday night, if humanly possible. And then she will email me at around 8.01 PM Eastern time. And she will give me a little synopsis of what each of my guests said on the show and how much she, I know Heidi, and how much she appreciated all of you sharing your concepts and your insights on creativity. So she's an avid listener, avid listener, LLF. So it is March 21st, I've been told. And my goodness gracious, we are now in the era of Aries in the Western zodiac. We have any Aries birthdays here on the panel today? Anybody from March 20th to April 21st? No? Okay. Well, does to li- count? It I sure does. Sure does. You tell your daughter happy and birthday. She's a
2: creative. So there you go.
1: Well, my absolutely. Son's a triple Aries. She's sun, it. moon, and rising. I love it. So Aries are creative, spontaneous, kind, passionate, confident, brave, risk takers, courageous, sense of adventure. That goes with creative. They love to explore, they determine, they're bold, they initiate new projects, and they have high energy. I guess I could have been an Aries, but what, <laughs> can, I, what can I tell you? I'm a Libra. Not, not try to be fair, but not necessarily balanced. So let me tell you who my special guests are today. This is way too much fun. And they all showed up on time and I'm thrilled. I met these three lovely ladies. On December seventh, at the virtual National Publicity Summit hosted by Steve Harrison, Jeffrey Burwind, and the uh, Bradley Communications, the National Publicity Summit. And ladies, guess what? This week is I'm going to be attending another summit on Thursday, the 24th of March and inviting another 30 or 40 people to come on and talk about their creativity for the next three months. I know, wow, wow, wow. So you're the you're the trailing edge of the class from December 7th and I, I've i been waiting a long time to speak with you. So thank you. So let me just have you each raise your hand when I call your name. I'm going to say a little tiny bit about you and then we'll have you give your full bios. And everybody's going to talk in three minute sound bites and Gabe, my engineer, is a very nice man and he's not going to cut you off if you go past three. So Ellen, don't worry. About that. So, first of all, just wa- raise your hand and wave at the audience. Dr. Ellen Albertson. She calls herself the Midlife Whisperer. That's Whisperer. In case anybody's doing a transcript of this, she's a psychologist. She's a registered dietitian. She's a national board-certified health and wellness coach. She's a Reiki master. She doesn't sleep. She eats once in a while, and she's a mindful self-compassion teacher. And we all need more self-compassion right now, don't we, Dr. Ellen? And you're going to absolutely. T- and you're going to tell us more when we get around to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Frances Jones is with us. Frances is a CEO, a two-time best-selling author. Like once wasn't enough, you had to do it twice. She's an advocate. She's a certified coach. I'm applauding you. And she's a host of Inspire, the capital N, capital S, P-I-R-E, Inspired Together TV, sharing her story about... Surviving and Coping with Infertility and Other Life Experiences. Frances, I've waited so long to have you on the show. So happy you're here. You have a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. And then we have Heidi Thomas. Hello, Heidi. Heidi is a professional musician. She's a music teacher, and she's a speaker whose business, health through music, I love that, teaches us how to use music as a tool for health and wellness. And I think we've all suspected that all along, but it's time to identify that, to grasp that to do something about that. So Heidi, welcome. So here we are, Read My Lips Radio, cool conversations with creatives. I already mentioned my engineer, Gabe. Gabe, if you want to say hello over the microphone, I call it the God mic. That's fine. Otherwise, we know you have a beautiful voice. So let's get started around the table and I'll do some more housekeeping later on. So Dr. Ellen Albertson, we have an announcement. You're starting what this week? Tell us. I am starting my own radio show here on Voice America. It
3: is called Rock Your Midlife. It's going to be two o'clock on Wednesdays. And I am so excited.
1: So I was super excited to be on with you today. It's like, this is my new home. And it is. And which channel are you going to be on? Variety or Empowerment? I'm going to be on Variety. Okay. Used to be variety and I moved to empowerment. It's a great channel. You're gonna be in very, very good company. So Ellen, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you please talk to the viewing and listening audience and give us a little more information on what you do, who you are, and what kind of a doctor are you? Go ahead. Sure. Well, I'm a psychologist, so I'm not I'm not an MD. I'm I'm squeamish. So
3: didn't make it the MD route, but I actually started. My remake of my career, I'm, I have a tiger as, your, as my power animal, so I've had like you know 12 careers. But when I was leaving the corporate world, I became a registered dietitian about 30 years ago, and that led to actually a career in the media. My ex-husband and I were the cooking couple in the 90s. We were celebrity chefs. We wrote books. We had a nationally syndicated radio show. Uh, we stopped being the cooking couple, and then I went on to become a personal fitness trainer. I learned about coaching, and I became a board-certified health, health and wellness coach, and then I became a PhD psychologist, which is where I found Mindful Self-Compassion. It was my dissertation topic. Um, and then in, in between that, I've been doing Reiki for about 30 years. And uh, right now I'm known as the Midlife Whisperer. And I just love empowering women at midlife, helping them to really be authentic, to be creative, to we're all you know, creating our lives all the time, but really to take ownership because we all have unique gifts and amazing things to share. So yeah, it's a little bit about me. I would say just my creative journey is kind of interesting because um, my oldest, uh, my sister is incredibly creative. She's an artist. And so I kind of deep six my creativity for the longest time because I was always feeling like I could never do what she does. So midlife has been a really great time for me to refine it. And I've just finished this book, Rock Your Midlife, which is kind of my latest creative endeavor. And looking forward to the radio
1: show is my next. Thank you so much. Ellen, I can guarantee you're gonna be a hit on Voice America because you have a wonderful speaking voice and the energy, right, Francis? Right, Heidi? Yes. The yes. energy is there. Ellen, if that was a preview, you're gonna have a lot, a lot of followers. I have a very tough question for you, Ellen, before we introduce Francis. Ellen, how do you define midlife? Is it a moving target? What is it, is it a, a demographic cohort? Is there a bracket born between this year? You know, I'm a boomer and I was. Yeah. Not quite on the very leading edge, but not on the trailing edge. So how do you define midlife? Yeah, well, I think midlife needs rebranding. Honestly, you know,
3: age wise, you know, we think of it as sort of 40 to 65, but we're living longer. We've never lived till eight. The average woman is living to 81. I'm I'm making it to 120 personally. So I'm like right in the middle of life. So, you know, that's sort of the age range, but I really think it's more of a mentality. And I feel like we get this really juicy second adulthood to be creative, (laughs) to take all of the mistakes we made the first, you know, our first adulthood, like our twenties and thirties, and then just say, you know what, things aren't working. I want to transform myself. So, you know, the age is, yes, it's 40 to roughly 65, but I kind of extend it till, I think it's until you get very old when you're, you know, the, the, where my parents are at right now, where they're, you know, you're, you're really retired. So I don't know. I think it's a kind of a moving target. And I think we need to just keep that young mindset.
1: Thank you. I'm, I'm all about making the same mistakes, but doing them with a lot more style and class. So <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I just thought about that one are time. <laughs> I'm sorry this is just a pattern that's the way it is. Thank you Helen, such a pleasure. Francis Jones, you have such an interesting story. I met you at the summit and you're the only person who's talked about the topic you're going to be speaking about. So, why don't you share some background with us Francis and what's your take on creativity because you you certainly are using that in your
4: life Francis? Welcome. Thank you so much. Wow. I came from a very humble beginning. My parents were sharecroppers. My family, the women in my family, they were so very fertile and bringing life into the world, a big deal, because when you come from farmers, that's how you you know populate the land. You, you build the farm through the, the, your siblings, through the children. And so I came to a point in life where even before infertility came into my life, I had no idea what it really meant to be creative. I thought you sculpt or you had to be an artist or or play uh, some instrument. I did not realize that creativity comes deep within the soul. It's a great part of who you are. And so me coming through not being able to have children, I found my true purpose in life. And that was to help those, not just through infertility, but those who are being challenged with different issues of life. I think we all have done that, right? We all have had challenges. And sometimes we get stuck and we don't know how to get out. Well, because I suffered through not being able to have children and was able to come out the darkness, was able to bring forth light in my own life, I learned a way to help others, regardless of what their situation is, to be able to come out of the problem, remove infertility out the way, and replace it with what your situation is. Overcoming blank, blank, blank and how to move forward. And so that's what I do with my life. My life is about helping you to become better, helping you to remove things out of the way that's been holding you back, helping you to live a better life, regardless of situations that may occur. See, situations happen, but we don't have to let them take us over. We don't have to let it pull us down. We don't have to let it rob us of our joy, our peace, our love in the midst of a storm, you can still smile. See, I'm going through a storm right now and I smile a lot. Why? Because I know in the end it's going to work out. It always has. And when we think differently, our situations begin to change. And the things that we thought were hard, and I'm not belittling that, Mm -hmm. but once we come out of it, we can look Mm -hmm. back and say, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought. It's the way we go through it. If we go through with the right mindset, yes, we'll still go through but we won't be as hurtful going through it. And so that's what I do. And that's who I am. Helping others, helping you to see the better part of life in the midst of a storm.
1: How beautiful. And when you said bringing light, having people bring light into their lives, isn't that really whether you're bringing life in terms of children, offspring, yes. or light? Isn't it? it the goal to bring light to the world anyway? Yes. Seriously? And it yes. doesn't always work out that way. Francis, I could listen to you a long time. <laughs> you, you have a—it's like listening to a song, isn't it? When she talks, mm. then you have a, you have a lovely. I, I feel like I'm 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 in a congregation listening to you. Do you do any any preaching or ministering, if that's the right word, Francis? Yes, I have. I have. Yes, I hear it. I, mm. I hear it. I hear it in your intonation and your delivery. Very, very, uh, very pleasant. Very, very Thank pleasant. You. And I hear you. I hear you, and I think people hear you when you speak. So thank you so much. Heidi Thomas, you're next, my dear. Why don't you take a couple of minutes and tell us more about what you do, who you are, and what's your take on creativity. Heidi, officially welcome.
2: Well, thank you, officially. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited I got to be last because I now know the connections I have with everybody on the show today, and it's kind of eerie. Um, I am one of those middle-agers, I think I can officially say that, Dr. (laughs) Ellen, and and I have created kind of chapter two. That's my creativity story that I'll get to in a second. And also, for Francis' sake, uh, my husband and I also dealt with infertility, and Mm -hmm. we've been down that merry road. I have also been through different kind of trauma and come out on the other side. And that is actually what led to this kind of second career. So to me, I think I'm exact, I'm living exactly what the two of you have just spoken about. and that is for me, uh, taking my creativity and using it, and I've come out of this trauma and found a way that, oh, I think I think this could actually help other people too. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm a former music teacher and I did all the piano lessons and everything with everybody. Uh, and I took kind of early retirement from that having recognized that there was another way, I'd like to say this is how my creativity kind of came into being, another way to use the music I've been given. Now, here's another thing that connects, I think with Francis Moore, I have a theme song and it's this little light of mine. Mm. <laughs> now, I wish it was something, you know, yep. deep and, and whatever. It's, it's that old little spiritual song. And I, I live that. And I believe that if everybody does, this world will be a much better place if you figure out what your little light is and let it shine. Yes. Um, and I think my little light is music. And and I'm finding ways that it has really helped others they just need to know how to use it. It's so available these days, you know, you don't have to have a chamber orchestra the way you used to. Now you can Spotify or Pandora or Anything. whatever you choose to do, <laughs> your your playlist, and it's so available. It's just a question of how do you use it um, easiest? How do you make it accessible and and purposeful? Um, and that's part of what I teach in my seminars is, is just listening with intentional purpose. So you're not just kind of, oh yeah, I like this song and singing along. Um, and, and you can use the music for all sorts of health and wellness purposes. So I just, I love that I'm in this particular group because I feel like we've got a dynamic that I don't know, maybe Radio Red side and we didn't, but there's a connection here that I certainly didn't expect. I think is really cool.
1: Heidi, I'm glad you brought that up. When I go to the summit, and when I go this week, I just have a calendar and I fill it. I say, "Are you whoever's next in whatever room, breakout room on Zoom, I'm meeting." I have these dates. When are you available? Bing, bang, bang. I just fill dates. I don't match people. I don't match them by whether they're all females or males. I, whether they're musicians, whether they're psychologists, whether they're nutritionists, whether they're they're preaching something, whether they're poets, whether they're cooks. It. I, I have no interest in in handpicking a panel because I find that the the congruence the I won't say coincidence the synchronicities yeah. of who ends up on my shows is more magical to me than if I said, oh, I want these three people because they've all written a book and they're all 45 years old and they all have red hair. No, 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 never going to happen. But I have to tell you, I'm on my seventh career, Heidi, and I did take classical piano lessons from a woman named Dr. Uh, Bess Rivlin from Brooklyn, and she arrived with her pencil. She had, we had have a pencil sharpener, the old-fashioned kind you grind, on the piano when she sharpened her pencils. And I learned, I played almost my curse was that I played... By sight. I didn't want to sit there and read the books all week getting ready. So I played Chopin and Bach and and Dvorak, and all, real classical stuff. And I could picture, this was before music videos, I admit, I remember picturing a marching theme, ba, 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 whatever it was, I could actually see people marching when I was playing. I never told anybody that, oh, Heidi. Um. So, and then I ended up playing the piano at my sixth grade graduation. And recently I I decided to learn the drums and I've been in a couple of rock bands and Motown bands and I have my own band. I've had two bands already. I've been playing for about three years and that's why I have my drumsticks here. Of course they're red. We know that. But (laughs) I am an early woman in tech. My first profession was a programmer analyst for a statewide community college system in the state of Oregon. I was a programmer analyst back in the key punch days. And then I accidentally got into marketing. And then I accidentally got into broadcasting. And in 10 years, I've created 52 radio series for a whole bunch of big global companies. That's what I do. So I'm on so many lifetimes and so many careers. And that's why I appreciate all of you. Because we do have to punt, don't we? We do have to say... Eh, maybe this isn't working, or maybe it's not working the way I want it. What can I do to rethink, to retool, to repurpose, to reimagine? I like all the rewords there because they have an R in them. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting too philosophical, but I have to tell you, my mom, I mentioned this on the show last week, my mom passed away at 100 years, one month, and 15 days. She lived on her own in a fancy high rise apartment building, no aid, no help. She didn't want anybody. She was just fully functional. Bridge, mahjong, played the piano. Her neighbors complained because she didn't play the piano often enough. Francis, I thought you get a kick out of that. Yeah, when's Ruth gonna play the piano again? Oh, she had sing-alongs in her apartment. It was she. She was a joy. She was an absolute joy. So I come. From, I come from. She was the oldest one in the family on anybody's side. So that was that was quite. And her friends all lived into their late nineties. And uh, so her best friend Gertrude, I understand, passed away a year ago at hundred four. Hmm. Couldn't remember too much. My mom was good. Her memory was still good, but she, I led her to the point of she decided to give up her car when she was 97, but it had to be her decision. You don't take a woman that independent and tell her what to do. It just, you know, it just, you know. But she loved to play the piano, Heidi, and she took lessons when she was 10 years old, and Ruth's gift in terms of music was you would hum a few bars and she could fill the full keyboard and fill the room with music. And she had a friend named Arlene, who I understand also passed, And she and Arlene used to take show tunes and make them into parody lyrics, and they belonged to an organization called REAP, Retired Executives and Professionals, and not everybody was, but that's what it was called on Long Island, and they would put on shows for people. Ruth would play the piano and sing along with Arlene, and they made up the lyrics to all kinds of famous Broadway songs. How (laughs) fun is that? Quite a team they were, Ruth and Arlene. Anyway, let's go on. I want to tell everybody March 21st, I didn't say. It's the 80th day of 2022. It's the Gregorian calendar we still use. I always say thank you to Greg, Gregory, Grego, whatever his mommy called him. We still use his calendar. He must have done something right. There were 285 days left in 2022. This is the 12th. 12th monday i'm the only one who cares about that but 285 days if you're planning on some huge celebration which i think will be in store for on december 31st ushering in 2023 you got 285 days to either start making dr ellen your kalua in the sink in the garage or if there's a still out back uh, some of you know i'm talking about time to start making the whiskey or if you want to order something special from Ga- uh, gary v Gainerchucks father's wine store online. Get in line because everything good's going to be gone way before December 31st. So I'm giving you fair warning. As I mentioned, it's Aries. And so happy birthday to everybody who's Aries. I have a quick story to tell all of you. Does anybody remember Hot Lips Houlihan in oh, the yeah. movie, yes, of movie of MASH? Okay. Well, Loretta, what was her name? Um, Sally yeah. Kellerman. Sally Kellerman, not Loretta Swit. This is from the movie. Sally Kellerman wrote a memoir in 2013 that was called Read my lips. I kid you not, I just discovered it. Stories of a Hollywood life. And she was, of course, the late MASH MASH film star, Hot Lips Houlihan and she described wanting to be a performer when she was a, quote, skinny little kid growing up in Granada Hills in the San Francisco Valley. She says, I must have come out of the womb singing and acting. I thought you'd all get a kick out of that. I found that and put it in my notes for today. So ladies, let's do some talking about, more about creativity before we do famous birthdays and infamous holidays. Uh, Dr. Ellen Albertson, I asked you all to pick a quote that has nothing to do with the word creativity. Heidi, you already gave your quote away. You already told us what it was, but it's okay. We'll, I have some background on that, so we'll do that. We'll still do it. So the quote Dr. Ellen has sent me is a quote from Yoda, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, 1980 Yoda, of course, fictional character in the Star Wars universe, first appeared in 1980, small green humanoid alien, powerful with the force and served as grandmaster of the Jedi Order and voiced and puppeteered by the wonderful Frank Oz. So here we go. Now, the quote is, do or do not, there is no try. Love the quote. I think a lot of us should just keep that as our mantra in life. Dr. Ellen, had you pick this one and tell me for, take about two minutes, what does this have to do with creativity? Talk yeah, to me.
3: Well, I think it, what it has to do with creativity is everybody's creative. All of us are creating our lives. We are creating on so many different levels. You know, what I, what I love about Yoda, there's isn't try. I get so many clients, people saying, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. That's all mentality versus doing. And I think so much of creativity is mindfulness about being in the moment and connecting with God, the divine, having these downloads of things happening. So getting away from this, I'm trying to do that. That's sort of this energy of kind of like work. And I mean, creativity can be work, but it's a muscle. It's something all of us can gather and do. And I love that scene where he says that um, to Luke, you know, Luke's like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. He's like, no, there is no try. There is only do. So if you're listening you are creative. Like right now, my creative thing is I'm I'm learning to play ukulele, you know? And it's like, there's no trying to play ukulele. I'm either playing it or I'm not playing it. You Absolutely. know, I'm learning to draw. I'm either drawing and I'm doing it or I'm not doing it. So I feel like it's such an important kind of a mantra if you're listening on I mean, it. Somebody will say, I'm not creative, but you've created your whole life. And the, I think so much of the point is, I think you had mentioned this, being intentional about creating your life, taking responsibility and saying, I am creating my life. I am here. I have gifts. I have a genius zone. Maybe you make the best darn cupcakes on the planet. That's your thing. But there is doing it, not trying to do it. Like if you want to do a business, you don't say I'm trying to do a business. You're either doing it or you're not doing. So
1: it's like, just do it. Absolutely. And that reminds me of my back in the days of binary math, if you ever any remember, it was a zero or a one. It's like a light switch on the wall. In most cases, forget about the dimmer switch. It's either on or it's off. So if somebody says, do you want to or not, and you don't decide that whatever you're doing at the moment is your decision. It's your choice. You're not trying, right? So I am or I'm not doing not doing something and not making a change to something is a decision. Do or do not. There is no tribe. I love the quote. Thank you very much, Dr. Ellen. And we're getting some feedback on somebody's mic here. Frances Jones, I love what you picked. You picked a lyric from Whitney Houston. Damn, damn, we shouldn't have lost her. I'm sorry. That was quite a talent quite a beautiful lady. Song produced for the 1988 Summer Olympics held in Seoul, South Korea. It was a sentimental ballad written by Albert Hammond and John Bettis, produced by Narada Michael Walden. And it was released by Arista Records on August 27, 1988. It was the first single from the compilation album, the 1988 Summer Olympics one moment in time. The song was Whitney Houston's third number one in the UK singles chart, number five on the US Billboard Hot 100. And here's the deal. Um, it was on her ultimate collection as well. So here's the song. The ti- Here's the lyric that beautiful Frances has selected. I want one moment in time when I'm more than I thought I could be. I'm going to cry when all of my dreams are a heartbeat away and the answers are all up to me. Oh Francis, never make the host cry. <laughs> I'm putting you on speaker view while I wipe my eyes. Go ahead Francis, how did you pick this and what does this have to do with creativity? Go ahead.
4: Well, I heard that song many years ago and it just touched my heart so because in my life I didn't realize that that I could make a choice to be who I wanted to be. I didn't know that. I didn't understand that, and so I came to the point where, if I could just have one moment in time, one moment when, when I could be more than I thought I could ever be, I wanted to see more in me than others saw in me. Because, see, people they would tell me how great I was doing, but I couldn't see it myself. And so, when I got to the point that I saw me, and that there was something special about me, I realized that creativity. And Dr. Ellen said this already. It's always happening. But see, we get to choose to be creative. We can create our life with our words. We can create our life with our thoughts. We can change the tune that we we, we dance to. We can march to a different beat. It's We make the choice. And so if we could just have one moment in time and realize you're already more than you thought you could be, You don't become more than you thought you could be when you get there. You're already there. You're not more when somebody recognizes you as being more. You're already great. You're already creating that beautiful life. Just sometimes we have the blinders on and we can't see it because we're so deep in the weeds. But if you can see right now the beauty that you were created with. See, when we know we are created... That means we are creative and our words and our thoughts are the roadmap to our future. So we're always creating, whether we realize it or not, on a positive and a negative. If we say things that we don't want in our life, guess what? You're creating. If you say things that you want in your life, guess what? You're creating. We are creative beings. And as soon as we really, really grasp that, oh, wow, the life that you can have it's all up to us
1: how how beautiful and i'm thinking that a lot of people say uh, that school kills the creativity in children because they're told draw on the lines form a line stay in the box do your homework don't speak out of turn and everything is is shut off that that free creativity but it's there, isn't it? And when we talk about are you creative, people think. And Francis, uh, you can uh, agree or disagree with me. People think, oh, I can't draw; I'm not creative. Oh, I can't sing; I'm mm-hmm. not creative, right, Heidi? Right, Dr. Ellen? Absolutely. Because creativity has been defined. Oh, I'm going to use a word I hate to use: institutionally, mm-hmm. as something that somebody can measure or might pay for at some point. I, I, uh, in my single going around to places on Long Island when I was there after my divorce, um. I don't know what you call them. Friday nights at play. Somebody would rent a big mansion and have a party and you'd pay $15 at the door and there'd be a buffet. You meet a lot of crazy people and you didn't want to, Never mind. Anyway, people would say to me, what do you do? That was early in, in my, my radio days. And somebody said to me, do you make a living doing this? I said, no, I'm a corporate market, corporate marketing person. And they said, well, do you get paid? And I said, no. And they said, well, you couldn't possibly be any good if you're not paid for being on the radio. And so I, I know Heidi and I came back with the following remark. I said, "Do you bowl?" And they said, "I said you get paid to be a bowler." "Do you do you fish?" "Oh yeah, I like to go fishing on the weekend." "Do you do you get paid to fish?" "Do, do you do you uh, play ball? Do you play baseball or tennis? Do, do people pay you?" I said, "Well, Radio is my passion. It's my hobby. It's something I do, and I'm good at it. And no, right now I don't get paid. Eventually, I'm I'm a well-paid radio broadcaster. However, at the time, I realized they were attacking me. If you're not paid, you can't be any good. And what a crappy thing to say to somebody. Of course, I didn't go out on a date with any of those jerks, so we'll leave that one alone. (laughs) Just wanted to clear the air there, kids. Okay, let's go to what Heidi Thomas sent. Uh, She already said it. This little light of mine. Let me give a little background. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm not singing because I'll get in trouble. It's a gospel children's song written by Harry Dixon Lowe's, L-O-E-S. He lived from 1892 to 1965, American composer and teacher. Heidi, I don't know if you know this, but he crafted the words to over... 1,500 hymns. He I didn't create
2: that many, but I oh, yes. did
1: a lot of hymns. Yeah. He created the music for over 3,000 songs. And this song was sung during the 2015 Baltimore protests and was covered by Bruce Springsteen in Dublin. Just wanted to give you that. So, this little light of mine. Heidi, this is your favorite song? Is this Bruce Springsteen doing it is amazing. It's like you've really? never heard it. Oh, my gosh. He's, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Great. And, and does this, you know, this sounds like what, uh, what uh, Francis was talking about. Ter- I don't know why I'm holding my drumsticks here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello. Yeah. I'm thinking if somebody said oh, marching to the beat, marching to the beat of your, yeah, to your, of your own drums, you're the making your by, own kind of music, you know, by the way, here's a little hint about why they look like this. These were used only once or twice, but the red paint wears off the first time you use them on drums. If you're doing anything right, the paint comes right off. And that's a mark of experience. I'm going to tell you all. So, that's why they're not perfect. They're not shellacked. Neither am I. Okay, so let's go (laughs) on. Ladies, I think what we'd like to do, what I'd like to do now is do some famous birthdays. Let's see if you know any of these people. We'll do a shout out. There is an actor named Scott Eastwood, who's 35 today. Anybody have an idea why he's on my famous list? Anybody? Is he Clint Eastwood's son? He sure as heck is. And he was in the movie Gran Torino with his dad in trouble with the curve. I don't know that movie.
2: And he looks just like Clint. Oh, my Happy goodness.
1: birthday, Scott Eastwood. Now, here's an actor I think everybody knows, Matthew Broderick. He's all grown up. He's 59 today. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to tell you who is his sister from another mother is in a second. But he was in, of course, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's the voice of the adult Simba in The Lion King. He was Leo Bloom in the Broadway musical and film The Producers, and he's married to SJP. Did anybody see the, the redux of uh, Sex in the City recently? I did. did. Could you even get through the first 10 minutes without getting upset or throwing up or something? I don't know. I, I mean, midlife
3: is my thing, so I found it interesting. I okay. have to say, and I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of the original, oh, so please. I found it interesting, but... Yeah, I can understand the the criticism and why it didn't get picked up. And it was just interesting, all the controversy surrounding it and all the things that happened. But
1: yeah, I I didn't think the dialogue. Go ahead. Go ahead, Heidi. It's all
2: about the expectations. And if people just thought it was going to pick up with a bunch of young 20 something, you know, crazy young women in New York, then they were going to be disappointed. I personally thought the idea of here's where they are now. I thought that was cool. Yes, I bet there was a whole segment of people that, no, I like the program for what it was. Don't don't change it. I think
1: part of the problem was that the jokes and the complete the over and over. Well, at 55, I did this and my body changed here and now I'm old. They just didn't let it go. It was like enough already. It was (laughs) very cliched and badly cliched. And it was it was the, the dialogue was stilted and it was. Just hard to follow, and I I watched about 15 minutes, and I said, nope, not for me, but I will tell you, I was such a fan of the original Sex in the City that for some reason, I needed to have the full DVD collection, and Mm. I had to search on eBay and bid on auctions to find the full, damn, did I ever put it in the CD player? Did I ever watch it? Did I ever open the box? Hell no, but I have it here. I moved to to North Carolina a couple of years ago. It's still here on my bookshelf. But have I ever watched it? I think I tried once and I said, no, I already saw that, you know, and now that Mr. Big is on the don't talk to list. And he's been cut out of the equalizer with Queen Latifah and all that. Yeah, they just wrote him out last two weeks ago. It's like, okay, enough is enough. I don't want to see that. But that was quite a show. I really, really enjoyed it. All kinds of stuff. Burger and, oh, all kinds of stuff. Very, very interesting. Okay, let's go on with the birthdays. Well, I told you there's a birthday sister of Matthew Broderick. He may not even know, but it's all of. Rosie Mac- Rosie O'Donnell is 59 today so she could be a sister of Matthew Broderick comedian producer actress author TV personality she began her comedy career as a teen with her breakthrough gig on the TV series Star Search in 1984 wow i didn't know rosie was on that and then we have an actor he may not be a household name but a lot of people know Gary Oldman oldman is 63 He played Winston Churchill in the movie The Darkest Hour, and he was also in The Dark Night with Heath Ledger, so there. Now, I have a couple of social media stars who are celebrating today, and I'm going to tell you their names, and no disrespect, but these are unusual names. We have a YouTube star who's all of 27, and his or her, I don't have a gender down here, their name is The Do. T-H-E, capital D-O-O-O, and that's one word, The Do. 27. Happy birthday, whoever you are, whatever you ever do. Then we have a rapper who's 26 named Diggy Simmons. Diggy, D-I-G-G-Y. I kind of like that for a first name. I think that's cool. Then we have a TikTok star who's all of 15 and her name is Fun Size Yaya. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, and there's a period after Fun Size dot Y-A-H-Y-A-H in lowercase. Fun Size dot Yaya. I don't know if you say the dot out loud. Happy birthday. Then we have another TikTok star called Baby, yeah, yeah. But the Y in baby is the first Y in the first yeah. So baby, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> one one Y for the first one. And then we have a 24-year 15 also on TikTok. They might be related. And then there's a whole calendar birthdays with these people. And I just like to pick up the unusual names. Congrats to them for having unusual names or picking them. And then we have a 24-year-old rapper whose name is the Dis Rapper. D-I-S-R-A-P-P-R with T-H-E, all one word. So we're just going to leave that one alone. Happy birthday to all of you who are doing your thing on YouTube and TikTok and rapping and all that good stuff. Now, we are still in March. It's National Month of Celery. It's Caffeine Awareness Month. It's Crochet Month. Anybody still crochet? I still have some things around that. It's Noodle Month and it's Umbrella Month, which is interesting because March is supposed to come in like a lion and go out like a lamb and I don't know. We have some windstorms here in North Carolina that you wouldn't even believe. So let's do some holidays here. Let's see where we are. Today is Monday, March 21st. If if a holiday I call out means anything to you, you want to talk about it, just wiggle your hand at me and I'll stop, okay? It's World Puppetry Day. We men- mentioned that Frank Oz was the puppeteer for Yoda, so that might be celebration. World Poetry Day It's National French Bread Day, not fresh bread, French <laughs> bread. It's Crunchy Taco Day. It's... Po- <laughs> Common Courtesy Day. I had to ask last week what if anybody knew what a crunchy taco was, and my guest told me categorically yes. And I, I was the silly one. I didn't know what it was. It's Fragrance Day, and it's Introverts Week. Is anybody here an introvert, or did you used to be Francis? Not possible. Seriously, what what got you out of your shell? I'm still an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you can keep that story we're not
2: listening. No, <laughs> I understood I don't know if this is true. Okay. But I understood there is a thing and this is how I categorize myself as an outgoing introvert which means at, when when the situation calls for it at social act you know or or you're being oh, I don't know interviewed on a podcast for instance or something, you can come to the party and you can be conversant and you can do all the dialogues and be, get along with lots of people. But to recharge your personal battery, you need alone time, and that's oh. that's my understanding of an outgoing introvert. Introvert.
1: Well, and that that's good. true.
2: It's not to you, add to, add to, to that. You can find it. but then yeah, fr- you need to come
4: home and you need to vegetate and chill. I've and read get, something like that too, Francis to comments. Yeah, yeah. So, so this this is how I am. If, if I need to speak and do something, I can be very outgoing. But if I'm a, around a group of people, I'm very quiet. I'm very reserved. I'm observing. I won't say much. But if I, if I feel like, you know, there's something going on that I need to share it, I can do it very easily. But otherwise, I'm very quiet. I'm amazed at myself. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm amazed
1: at myself too, and sometimes I say to myself, "I'm standing on my little my right shoulder, not my left shoulder, and I'm saying myself, did you just say that? Who's talking? I, how did you know that, or why did you say that? Or seriously, you're having that conversation with that person? Is that you talking?'" And that always amazes me. That might be my my little built-in introvert who only comes out when I don't know the words. Let's leave that one alone. Anyway, tomorrow is March 22nd, Tuesday, and I have three holidays for you. It's National Goof Off Day. That's a personal thing. I don't even want it. Ellen's like, what? I get to goop off. It's also Bavarian Crepes Day. Sounds delicious. And it's daffodil day. Oh, all my neighbors have some daffodils and, and jonquils are the uh, I think they're the reverse. One is the white with the yellow, one is the yellow with the white in the in the cup shaped flower. Wednesday is National Tamale Day, National Puppy Day, National Chip and Dip Day. Hmm. It's national chia day. Did you all know that chia seeds are a superfood? I didn't yes. really know you did. Well, I must be the last one to know that. And it's Melba Toast Day. Does anybody remember Melba Toast used to come oh. in a little? Heidi likes that. What What do you put on that? What do you dip it in? Something like cream cheese or guac, or you no know, smoked gouda or brie. Ooh, oh, 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 well cured, well cured brie. That classic
2: one where you take the cream cheese and you put like hot pepper jelly. Oh, Melba Toast. I mean, can you go wrong? No, no,
1: you can't. You can't now. If you haven't had enough of that, Thursday, March 24th is National Cheesecake, Cheese Steak, Cheese, cheese steak. steak Day. We had Cheesecake Day last week, I think. It's also National Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. I wouldn't have the cheese steak and the chocolate covered raisins together, especially after the day after Tamale Day. I don't think that's going to go. And Chip and Dip, we're getting oh dangerous here. And it's National Cocktail Day. If if you, oh, I'm going to ask you a silly that's question. Thursday? Uh, cocktail day is up to Thursday. Yes, I'm going to ask you each a silly question. If you had to design a cocktail with your name on it, what would the Heidi Thomas be? I've never asked this of a guest. You can pass. You can pass if you want to. Well, can you, you ask can... me in a couple minutes? Let me. Get I will. I the will. Juices. Uh-huh. Doc, talk about juices, Dr. Ellen Albertson. What would your What would a, an Elber, Ellen Elber, Ellen oh, Albertson my gosh. cocktail be? Um,
3: it would probably be. I, I brew my own kombucha, so. <gasps> So it probably be a little kombucha, sort of spritzer. Maybe like we have some. I live in Vermont, so it would be kind of like a local, uh, a local vineyard with some kombucha and maybe like some some kind of exotic juice,
1: perhaps. Okay, I don't
3: think about that. But
1: Francis Jones, what would a Francis Jones cocktail be? It
4: doesn't have to be alcoholic, by the way. It could be anything. Okay, great. So it would probably have pineapple in it. It would probably have um, mm, a little lime and maybe some. Hmm. Bananas
1: in it? Oh, blended in a blender? Yeah. Banana, pineapple, oh, lime. Yeah. Wow. Put the Good. lime in the coconut. Anyway. Yes. Heidi, did you come <laughs> hey, up with the Heidi know, Thomas cocktail?
2: I, I think a lot of people associate the name Heidi with the book and the Swiss Alps and everything. Yes. And I am a chocolate lover, so I would probably <gasps> do something along and I'm a coffee lover. So I think it would be something hot chocolate with, you know, Kahlua, something like that. A little whipped okay. cream on top. That's mine.
1: That's I like that. Anybody want to know what mine would be?
4: Yes. yes. I'm Is
1: it on red? The, I, not really. I'm on the Bailey's train this month. Oh, I have no. a bottle of Bailey's in the fridge and I start out in the morning with just a little, we're talking a half a teaspoon here, just a little swig right out of the bottle. I live alone. Nobody cares. But <laughs> I would put that over a couple of, one ice cube and then i would hand whip some fresh heavy cream and put mm-hmm. a tiny bit of cinnamon in that heavy cream as mm-hmm. whipped cream and float that on top that would be my that would be my red bailey's yes maybe i'll put a tiny drop of chili powder so it would have red my red bailey's cocktail that's what i what would have what are those little oh, candies those yeah, little yeah. red hot could, candies on top absolutely i i could do that by the way i was looking for something for um uh, an aerator, you know, for for the microfoam to put on home on coffee that you brew. And I was looking at very expensive ones, and then I found a little European brand, and it's it's a wand with a little tiny thing that spins. It has a battery in it. It has its own stand and a little teeny tiny whisk that's automated. You could whisk eggs with it, but this one was about 15 bucks. I found it on Amazon. It can whip a small. I have a small silver pewter pitcher. I put a little bit of heavy cream in, not even whipping cream, just heavy cream. It can whip this much cream in under 12 seconds to the point where it is stiff and peaks and ready to go and. I have never seen anything. And I keep the little pitcher in the fridge so it's always cold. So if I put the I keep it clean, put a little bit of cream in it and then just take this whisk out and you are looking at and you add a little sugar cinnamon, whatever you want, vanilla. but in this little pitcher, under 12 seconds it is fully whipped to stiff peaks. I've never, if anybody wants a name, I'm not selling anything, but I'll I'll send you the name if you want. It's And it's adorable on the counter. Okay, let's move on. Friday is National Lobster Newberg Day. I think I remember that. It's also <laughs> to, Tolkien Reading Day. His book's about the magical land of Middle Earth. And if you don't want Lobster Newberg, or if you still have any room in your tummy, you could have International Waffle Day. You could celebrate that. Does anybody know what a chaffle is? Oh, you skip the flour and you put in grated cheese into your waffle mix. You skip the bisquick, you skip the flour. I was on a cheese semi keto diet from based on recipes I got on TikTok for a couple of months and chaffles are where you take you buy grated cheese in the bag, you grate it and you put in some eggs and some seasoning and you put it right on your waffle maker very hot and it will form a waffle. You can do it with pancakes, you can do it with, you can put it in in an air fryer and put it on a, pastry sheet or whatever you whatever you have on uh, parchment paper and make almost a taco shell out of it and then put a filling and fold it before it gets stiff so cheese anyway it ruined it ruined my complete gastric uh. system and I, I had to revert to four times a day pepsi and see a special <laughs> doctor so I'm off the key I don't eat cheese any, but it was fun while that's, that's what a chopper is okay so Saturday is national nougat day it's wear a hat day I wore hats when I was in college I did, I still have some of them it's National spinach day there's something healthy for all of us spinach in your cocktail hey francis you could put a little spinach in there with that banana and that make a little bit green if you wanted to go that it's make up your own holiday day if i have you all back on the show we'll do that next time and it's also live long and prosper day I can't get my fingers to do this. Yes, there we go. The birthday of Leonard Nimoy, the Vulcan blessing of Mr. Mister Spock. And uh, Sunday is National Joe Day. That's coffee. That's for you, Heidi. It's Pretzel Day. It's Spanish Paella Day. It's World Theater Day. As a friend of mine says, theater. It's International Scribble Day. Does anybody scribble just for the heck of it? Scribble and doodle? It's supposed to be really good for your mental health. Does anybody indulge in that? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, now that we're all on keyboards, it's hard to do that. And it's National Cleaning Week, not Spring Cleaning Cleaning. And then Monday, I have to announce these for Monday because my show will be on and the day will be mostly over. It's National Black Forest Cake Day. Oh, it's something on a stick day. It could be, I don't know, whatever you eat on a stick, a hot dog or a marshmallow or whatever. It's Why did I leave National Triglycerides Day in there? We don't want to do that. (laughs) It's National Weed Appreciation Day, but not the weed you think. This is the weeds in your garden. This is the weeds in your garden. We don't talk about that. Yes. It's, yes, dandelions. It's Respect Your Cat Day, and it happens to be, if I say Joanne, what's her last name? I don't remember, but we call her Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga's birthday. nice. Okay, we've got about six minutes left. So I'm just going to read one creativity statement from each of you and just give me one uh, 30 seconds of explanation, then we're going to close. So here's one from Dr. Albert, Ellen Albertson. She says, uh, I'm, 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 I'm. here we go. Creativity is the ability to transcend tr- traditional ways of thinking or acting and develop new ideas or methods. Just 30 seconds. Ellen, just give me a little more on that one, please. Yep. So when we're doing something creatively, we are developing something that's never been done before. So it really,
3: especially when the day and age that we are in and we're going from age of Pisces to age of Aquarius, we need new ways of thinking and developing and putting new thoughts, ideas, and coming up with brand new
1: great ideas to really make this world a better place. I like that. And I have a statement from Francis that is just a, a different way of looking at that. Francis, I'm reading your statement number two. You don't have to find it. Francis says, I love being creative. By telling jokes and short stories, especially before a team meeting at work, I found that bringing humor helps people to loosen up and become more productive. Wow. What kind of jokes do you tell? Francis, I love this one. I haven't had anybody say that on the show yet. Francis, take 30 seconds. Tell me more. Hey,
4: yes, great. So, you know, sometimes you go into work and people are just coming in with just different things on their mind. So, to, to break that, you just come on in with a joke, like as an example, hey, You know, uh, I won't give the joke, but you just, you just tell, (laughs) you tell a joke and you make them laugh, you know, and it sets this tone for the day. And then people leave the meeting excited, happy, and laughing. So just
1: change their mindset. I like that. Thank you. And Heidi, I'm reading your statement. Number one, this is a really good one as well. They're all good. Creativity is the gift of vulnerability. You have to be willing to put your soul on display for the world to see and hear. Heidi? Oh, take a minute, because they were so good. They were so quick, the other two ladies. So go ahead, explain. Go ahead, expand.
2: As a musician, I was taught, much like you were, to read the music. I wasn't allowed to go off script, off the music, until I was in college. And it was difficult learning how to do that and frightening. What if I do it wrong? And it took (laughs) my poor jazz piano teacher, patient, (laughs) patient man, who just kept saying, honey it's jazz there is no wrong there's Ooh. no wrong this is just and i said but it's not going to sound good it's not it it doesn't he said well to you maybe but you don't know somebody else may think you know it's kind of one man's trash is another man's treasure kind of a thing he said yep. who are you to judge just play what comes out of your fingers play what comes out of your heart and so it's taken me the better part of we won't say how many decades but i finally figured it out and you do have to kind of leave your leave your soul out there for everybody to criticize. If you're going to yep. be creative, it probably means you're trying something that somebody else hasn't tried before. It's Absolutely.
1: Vulnerability and you got to develop a little bit of a thick skin if you're going to be out there. I think we've all I think we've all experienced that, right? Francis, right yes. Ellen, right Heidi. Yeah, it's it's not always the fun part, but you're right. If you're going to live your creativity, you have to say, this is who I am. This is what I want to do at this moment in time, maybe not forever, but this is what I'm doing. I, I started painting two years ago. I've got 200 paintings in my house. I haven't mm-hmm. sold any. I haven't displayed them, but I'm, I'm going to be looking. And I had a little art show in my garage a couple of years ago here. And everybody said, Oh, I love your colors, they're so cute, but I don't have any room on the walls in my house, so I can't buy anything. And I want it for my grandson, but I don't know what colors are in his room. So I really couldn't do anything, and thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, 53 people in four hours. (laughs) I sold one painting for $35. It wasn't about the money, but the the responses were not what I expected. I was waiting for damn, that's interesting. Wow. What kind of, did you use it? I love that collage. I didn't have to buy it, but oh, that's so cute. I love your colors. So what can I tell you? You know, (laughs) you got to pick your audience and be careful about that. Ladies, (laughs) I hope nobody's listening who knows me. Ladies, let's go around the table. Where can people find you? Website, Dr. Ellen Albertson. Where can people find you, dear?
3: Just go to the midlifewhisperer.com. So that's the midlifewhisper.com and you can Google it. I'm the only Midlife Whisperer on the planet. That was a divine creative download, and you'll be
1: able to find me, grab my book, and uh, I would love to connect with you. So it's T H E M I D L I F E W H I S P E R E R.com. Yes, thank you. I, I got an A in spelling.
4: <laughs> Francis Jones, where can people find you? You can go to heartdesirescoaching.com. That's H-E-A-R-T, Desires, D-E-S-I-R-E-S, coaching.com. And you can connect with me. You can get information about my book and my soon coming Academy.
1: Oh, very, very nice. So, One sentence. What's the Academy about?
4: Well, helping you to overcome obstacles and to maximize your potential.
1: Thank you very much. Sounds like a worthy endeavor. Heidi Thomas, where can people find you?
2: At healththroughmusic.com. So it's just like it sounds. H-E-A-L-T-H. Through is spelled out. T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Music. M-U-S-I-C.com. That'll tell you who I am, what I do. Uh, You can sign up and get on my Wellness Wednesdays, which is just A little piece of music for your Wednesday to take a 10-minute, 5-minute, 3-minute music break instead of a coffee break. Just comes at you.
1: How nice. And you can dance, or you can even have the coffee and be careful not to spill it while you're dancing. I like that. I like that very, very much. Thank you, ladies. It's been lovely. I have some closing remarks here. We've got less than a minute. And last week, I had to speed read through all of this. I'm going to take my time a little bit, Gabe. I think I have about a minute and a half. No, it's less than that. Okay. Life is short. Break the rules. Aren't we all doing that, ladies? Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. There's no other way to kiss. Trust me. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Everybody laugh. One, two, three. Laugh. Ah! Never, never, ever regret anything that made you smile. And here's the final words. Work like you don't need the money. At one point in time, almost everybody does. Get over it. Work like you're trying to enjoy what you're doing. Dance like no one's watching. And everybody watched when I was teaching disco in high heels on top of a Formica table in a in a high school, uh, high school cafeteria somewhere near Eugene, Oregon, in front of 250 people and told them, get me a wooden stage because I'm going to break my neck. And Osha wouldn't like it. Sing like nobody's listening. And I didn't sing too much on the show tonight. That's good. I did try to drum a little. And love like you've never been hurt because damn, we all have. So just get over it. The heart will regenerate. Right, right, Francis. It will open up to love. Love yourself. Find something to love. A flower, a scent, a picture, a color, a person, a group, a song, something. Find something to love. Okay, here's the closing words. Money talks. Chocolate sings. Right, Heidi Thomas? (laughs) Last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody else. And don't go away, ladies. We'll talk afterwards. I stole this line. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying over and out. Thank you, Gabe. Bye-bye, ladies.